We're greeted to in the name of the Lord this morning, and it's good to be back here to, to worship with you. I had to think in relation to our Sunday school lesson, what a mighty God we serve. Then I got to thinking about what if, what if? And you know, I had to think about, okay, because some of the things that was discussed in our class there this morning, what if Adam and Eve had not sinned? Then I thought, what if Jesus would have gave in to the temptations that he was facing? Then another one that was going through my mind was, what if in the garden, before his crucifixion, he'd have said, I can't go through this. I'm done. But we serve a mighty God. There was no what ifs. Jesus had a purpose. He came to fill it. And we still serve that same God that Jesus prayed to, that he cried out to. And we still serve that same God today. And so, yes, we will face things in life. We're not promised an easy road when we become a Christian. It's not just an easy road from that point. Right, Brother John? It's not an easy road. That's a fulfilling road. Okay, thank you for that. It's a fulfilling road. <clears throat> and so that kind of heads in the directions of my thoughts here this morning for the message. And I thank you for the prayers that's been lifted on my behalf. Brother Philip, I hope you said what you did what you said yesterday you was going to do. <laughs> and that was he would be praying for me. And I will say I felt that as I was studying. And uh, so this morning, I want to be looking at bearing one's cross. Bearing one's cross. What does it mean to bear our cross? You know, when we hear that term, people have different thoughts on that. And uh, when we think of cross-bearing, you know, there are those that uh, likes to make the statement uh, because of various things in their lives, and they say, well, this is, I guess this is my cross to bear. Is that scriptural? They may have a handicap. They may have a physical uh, problem. There may be some things they're facing financially. Uh, the list could go on. And they say, well, I guess that's my cross to bear. But my question for that is, is that scriptural thinking? And I would say no. When we look at cross-bearing, what does it mean to bear the cross? So some verses I want to look at to get our minds started there is in Matthew. In Matthew 16, 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now as I was preparing this and studying this, there was... Something that was of interest to me was Jesus is speaking about taking up the cross 
And we know that the cross is an instrument of death. And at this point, Jesus had not faced the cross. But he is saying that if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And then also in Matthew 10, I think we get the same idea here. In Matthew 10, verse 38. And he that taketh not his cross and falleth after me is not worthy of me. And so we get the idea here, Jesus is saying, take up your cross and follow me. But then he is also saying, but it, that he that taketh not his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. So there is, there is something here. There is something to happen. There's something that needs to take place in a, in a person's life that uh, is an ongoing, it's an action, it's an active thing in a person's life. And it's something that we need to do, and it's something that says if we do not do, then Jesus says, you're not worthy of me. And then in Mark 17, I'm sorry, Mark 10, 17. Mark 10, 17. And when he was come forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these I have observed from my youth. And then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, one thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up thy cross, and follow me. And so when we think of taking up the cross, bearing one's cross, what does it mean for us? What is it that we need to do? What is it that Jesus is saying we need to do? What was he saying to this young man here? You know, this man had a question. He was a seeker. He was desiring something. And that is, he said, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And you know, for each of us here this morning, I think we would say for us to inherit eternal life, we need to give ourselves to God. We need to give ourselves to Jesus. We need to accept Him as our Lord and Savior. We need to make Him Lord of our lives. But is that all we need to do? Is that where it stops? You know, do we come to the point to where we one day realize, that, hey, well, you know, I believe I need a Savior. And so I believe I make Jesus the Savior of my life. You know, there's... There's been meetings held. There's been revival meetings on a large scale in mega churches. Invitation is given. Those that want to receive the Lord, raise your hand. And that's been done. Well, what goes after that? Is that all there is to it? 
Do we just acknowledge the Lord is my Lord and Savior and that's it? Or is there something more beyond that? For this young man, when he came to Jesus and Jesus said, well, you know the commandments. What are they? And Jesus, you know, he goes down a list of the commandments and this, this young man said, Master, he said, all these I've observed from my youth. We'd say, well, he's a good person. We might say, well, he's a Christian man. He has kept these things from his youth. I mean, really, what? <laughs> he's on the road to heaven, right? But Jesus said, but this is one thing you lack. He said, you need to, to sell what you have. Because this man had great possession. He had a lot. He said, you need to sell this. He said, you need to part with these things. And he said, and you need to give and give these things to the poor. He said, when you've done that. And he said, uh, he said you'll have treasures in heaven. And he said, come and take up thy cross and follow me. So what was Jesus telling him? What did it mean for him to take up the cross and follow Jesus? What does it mean for us to take up the cross and follow Jesus? So if we know that the cross is a, a symbol of death, an instrument of death, the cross is there, it represents dying. And I believe what Jesus is saying here and he's saying to us also, and that is when we take up the cross, we die to self. We die to self. This young man had much wealth, said he, he was rich, and he had much possession. And so he was very comfortable. He had things taken care of. Lacked nothing, probably. He was even a good Christian. I mean, all these commandments I have done since my youth. But Jesus said there's one thing lacking, though. He said you need to part with these things. He said you need to give them away. And he said you need to take up your cross and you need to follow me. So all the things he had, he had to give them up because of self he could take care of self he could provide for self he wasn't lacking and jesus said but you need to give these things up you need to crucify these things you need to crucify self and he said then come and follow me he said you'll have riches in in the kingdom of god and so when we think of taking up the cross <clears throat> We know that that is a death to self. That is death of things that we want to do. It's death to things that we want to hold on to. It's death to self of, I want to be in charge. And there's a host of other things I believe there that we may have to give up. And are we willing to give it up? Are we willing to take up the cross and follow Him? And as we look at this, the, the continue on here with this young man, 
We might say, was Jesus asking anything too hard for him? Does he ever ask anything too hard for us? Jesus made it simple. He said, all you need to do, he said, is part with these things. And he said, then come and follow me. So was he asking anything too hard for him? Does he ask anything too hard for us? But it says in it, verse 22, then it said, But he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. Take up thy cross and follow me. He that does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. So when we think of taking up that cross, what do we need to die to? And you know, this young man, what did he need to die to? As I, as I try to picture him and, and see him here, it said he was sad when he heard this. What was he sad about? Taking up the cross and following Christ? Or was he sad because of what he was asked to give up? And you know, for us, what, are, what do we need to give up when we become Christians? Does not Christ also say, take up your cross and follow me? When we become a Christian, what are we to give up? Or do we come and we feel like, really, we don't have anything to give up? I mean, I've been a good person. I've really never done anything bad. And I haven't lived in sin like I know other people have. You know, that's kind of what this young man was saying. Because he said, well, all these commandments, he said, I've kept them. But when we become a Christian, what all do we need to give up? What do we need to bring to the foot of the cross and take up that cross and follow him? Did we have to die to anything? You know, you all, I think you know the answer to that. We all had to die to self. We had to die to the pleasures, the things in our lives we needed to bring to the cross. And my question to here this morning to each one of us and to myself, have we died to self? Have we taken up that cross? And when we think of, of dying, I believe it was the Apostle Paul said, about dying daily. Dying daily. And do we find that in ourselves? That we have to die daily to the things that is in our lives? That we need to give up? Are we willing to die to self? So when we are, are told to crucify ourselves. Let's go to Romans 6. Romans 6, verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So if we're going to crucify self, we're going to be crucified with him. When Jesus was crucified, he gave up himself. You know, as he was in the garden, he was praying to the Father. He said, Father, if it is possible... 
Let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Jesus knew to face the cross meant facing death. And that he'd be giving himself. And when we come to the place that we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that we are the old man, it says that our old man is crucified with him. What is the old man? Is it not the former way of life that we lived? The life of sin that we were living? That when we come, that old man has to die. And so we see that more in Galatians. If you'll turn there to Galatians 2, verse 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the Spirit. I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So I'm crucified with Christ. And so there again, we come. If we are crucified with Christ, that means we have taken that cross. We have given up ourselves. We are allowing ourselves to die in a symbol of what Jesus did on the cross. So we come and we lay these things. We say we bring them to the foot of the cross. Well, we don't just bring it to the foot of the cross. We need to take up that cross. We need to bear that cross and we need to allow Christ to rule in our hearts. And so as we think of, of giving up, it says the old man. Let's go to Galatians 5. Galatians 5, 16. It says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts after the spirit, and the spirit against the the I'm sorry. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these: adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath. Strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murderers, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh. When we take up the cross, when we bear that cross, when Jesus said to, to bear that cross, that means that we are to come. And we're to put to death these things that are sin in our lives. And it gave the list here. It said, For the things of the flesh 
are manifest, which are these. And it gives a list of sins here. And then also in Colossians 3, verses 5 through 9, and we get the same idea here. It says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked in times past when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth, lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. And so when we look at this, what are we to put off? What are we to give up? What are we to crucify? And we get the list here in these two passages, in Galatians and in Colossians, the things that are listed. And again, as I think of it here this morning, all of us here have had to give and crucify something. I don't know that any of us was born perfect. There was only one perfect man that was born, and that was Jesus. The rest of us were born with the sin nature. We are tempted to sin. We are capable of sinning. We do sin. But when we become a Christian, when we become a follower of Christ, then we need to die to self. We need to die to these things. You know, all of us here this morning, if we was to open this up and ask for testimonies here this morning and ask you to share from your heart, I believe all of us would share of the sinful life that we have lived, the things that we have had in our lives that we come to the place that we needed to give it up. And I hope that there's no one here this morning that is carrying anything that they should have given up, that they should have crucified. And yet we find it a daily thing that we need to, to give up ourselves. You know, we, we mentioned this morning about Jesus. We say, well, he was God and he was man. God could not sin. Could Jesus have sinned? You know, the response in our class was, yes, Jesus could have sinned. Sometimes we take a double take on that one because we say, but He was God. But for us, each one of us here this morning, we have all had things in our lives that we needed to come and to crucify and to get rid of and to put into self-denial that we will no longer live. We will die to self. And you know, we could probably write up a big list here and, they, and we are given a list here in Scripture of the sins that we, we need to give up. And when Jesus calls us and we're to follow Him, You know, that the song that goes through my mind is, 
is all, is all on the altar of sacrifice laid. You know, have we laid it all? Have we crucified everything? Have we put to death things that we know we should have put to death? Or do we feel that there are still some things that we just need to hold on to a little bit? You know, well, let's see. You know, he listed sins. He said, mortify therefore. Mortify means to put to death. He said, put to death these things. Yeah, but I'm, I'm weak. And you don't understand. No, he says, mortify. He says, put to death these things. And then he gave a list. And these lists of moral sins. He said, you need to crucify these things. You need to put these to death. You need to get them behind you. You need to bury those. But then he comes on down and says, but now he also put off all these. Oh, but uh, angry? Well, sure, I get mad. I have that right, Stoner. It's okay for me to get angry at times, isn't it? Wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth. Hmm. Nothing wrong with some of the jokes I tell, is it? Maybe some of the stories I mention, anything wrong with them? They're just a little off-collared. Lie not one to another. Well, but really there's, you know... It really wasn't a lie. It wasn't quite truthful, but yet it wasn't really a lie, right? Lie not one to another. And we say, well, them are just minor things. They're just small. Are they? He has them in the list of these moral sins. He goes right along with it and he says, now and also put off these. What do we need to die to? What do we need to crucify? What do you need to crucify? What do I need to crucify? What about pride? I mean, we need to be a little proud, right? It helps our self-esteem. So there's nothing wrong with being proud. Die to self. Die to self. And so when we think of, of bearing the cross and taking up the cross and following Him, have we laid it all on the altar? Have we laid everything before Him? You know, sometimes we might say that we have laid everything at the cross, that we have crucified everything, that we have put these things behind us. But you know, sometimes do we find these things cropping up? Do we find sometimes that maybe some of these things just come about it and, and we realize, you know what, I, I don't think I was, I don't think I really was very honest with that person. Or have we ever admitted that, yes, I was proud? Maybe we've been involved in things that we shouldn't be involved in. 
And yet, you know, it, it appeals to the flesh. It appeals to the flesh. And yet when Jesus said to take up the cross and follow Him, I think that means that when we came and we take up the cross, we give ourselves totally. So if there's anything in our lives that we know that we have not laid down, that we have not died to, we need to do it. We need to realize that maybe there is something that we just have not yet totally crucified and laid at the foot of the cross. Because Jesus said, He that is not willing to take up his cross and follow him, he is not worthy of me. So if we're not willing to give up ourselves fully to follow him. But yes, but I still want to do some of these things that I used to do. You know, in, in my young years, <clears throat> I grew up with fellows in the community that I could have probably enjoyed hanging out with and staying with. And yet, when I became a Christian, I could no longer hang out with that group of, of fellows. I couldn't go with them where they went. I knew that I had to put to death things that I enjoyed doing. I had to give up myself. I had to give up me and mine and my way. I had to give those things up. Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, take up the cross. Die to self. I needed to do that. And each one of us here this morning has to do that. We need to be willing to do that. The song says, Jesus, I my cross have taken, all to leave and follow thee. Is that what you've done? When we sing that song, do we mean what we sing? Jesus, I my cross have taken. So this morning, can we say, yes, I have taken up that cross. I have given it to the Lord. I have laid everything down. Because I know the only way to, to Christ and God is to give up self. When we stand in the way, we won't get anywhere with that. And so we need to give up ourselves. And so when we think of bearing the cross, all to leave and follow thee. Is that what we're willing to do? Is that what we've done? Are we following Jesus all the way? You know, one song says, Where he leads, I will follow. Where he leads, I will follow. This young rich man came to Jesus and said, Jesus, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? You know, I want to follow you. Where he leads, I will follow. Well, Jesus said, what do the commandments say? 
Till he's done, he says, I have kept all these things. Where you lead, I will follow. But one thing you need to do yet, you need to give up all these things and then come follow me. Where he leads, I will follow. But the, that rich young man left there because he said, I'm not willing to follow. Are we? Here this morning, I want to leave that challenge with each one of us, myself included. Where he leads, I will follow. That means giving up self. That means giving up my desires. That means dying to self. That means the sin that's in my life that's keeping me away from the Lord Jesus. I need to give it up. Whatever it may be. We, we read these two lists of sins in Scripture. We know that those sins will keep us away from God. It separates us. We cannot inherit the kingdom of God if we allow these sins in our lives. We need to crucify these things. We need to put them to death. It says, mortify therefore these members upon the earth. It says, put them to death. And I just challenge us here this morning that we have put these things to death. That we have taken up the cross. Our desire is to take up that cross. That where He leads, I will follow. That all on the altar of sacrifice is laid. And you know that brings peace and joy into our hearts when we know that we have surrendered all. We have given all. And so may we go from here today, the days ahead, that we say, is there anything, Lord, in my life that I have not yet surrendered? Is there anything that I have not crucified? Lord, show it to me. And that when the Lord shows it to us, that we are willing to say, Lord, I'm finished. Help me to bury this and help me to go on. May that be a challenge for each one of us here as we continue on in the Christian walk. Shall we have a song?